Hey everyone, welcome to Heady Girl Pod, a podcast where sharing what I wish I knew earlier helps us get out of our heads, take up space, and breathe just a little bit easier. I'm your host, Jennifer, and that's what all ease. And in this episode, we're talking about group dynamics. More specifically, who are you in the group? <laughs> Last night, we had an impromptu girls' night, which is why I don't have a voice right now. <laughs> super low-key, but also super random old lady stuff. <laughs> like, no, really. Like, excited over sweet popcorn and body language analysis. Like I said, super random old lady stuff. <laughs> But it was good. You had to be there, I guess. But earlier in the night, I had a moment to nerd out on some topics that get me, well, nerdy. One of them being assessments, of course. While I was talking about it, I remembered I had a chart that had made a while back with my friend's strength. It had me thinking about who I am in the group. Well, According to my strengths and experience, I think I'm the one who talks about, drum roll please, heady stuff. I'm the one getting all excited about talking about one of my obsessions, often heady things. One time hanging out with my group of friends, I got the conversation to change about one of our friends' dogs social emotional experience and his responses to triggers and his past traumas. Yes, her dog. <laughs> but also in groups, I am the one giggling at everything in the corner. At least that's what someone told me once. And now I can't unsee it. I guess it depends on which group I'm in too. But for the most part, I'm either in the corner laughing or in the corner talking with my hands. There is a group or two that I do find myself in, and I am the quiet one. Like, I have RBF kind of quiet. But I'm finding those groups to be less. It's funny, thinking about who you are in the group reminded me of an experience I had years ago with my friends that we had in an escape room. Actually, no, it's not funny. <laughs> It was a long time ago, but I cringe when I think about it. I actually cringe whenever I walk by or see an escape room. I'm not a fan of being locked in a room fighting to get out. Okay, well, not actually fighting, but it felt like that. If you're not familiar, that's an escape room. A group are locked in the space and they have to solve clues or riddles or puzzles or whatever problem to find a solution to escape the room. I read something once that said that it would be a good first date idea for all of your first dates. So you can see what kind of person your date is under stress. First of all, what the, <laughs> I mean, I get it. At my big age, we're over the what's your favorite color question. I mean, not me. I wanna know what your favorite color is and I wanna know why. But in general, I get it. Let's see who you are. I mean, personally, a first date has enough stress in it. I don't need intentional stress disguised as fun added to it. It is an interesting thought, though. 
use the escape room to find out what kind of person they are or even what kind of person you are. I know workplaces sometimes use the activity as team building, but nah, I think depending on the players, the team dynamic, and especially if you don't prepare the people beforehand, I think an escape room could actually raise tensions instead of lowering it. When we did the escape room, I don't know which part was more anxiety provoking. The door being locked and having no immediate control of when I could leave. I'm not claustrophobic, but limited control like that felt like the walls were coming in a bit. Was it more anxiety provoking that one of our friends was locked in a cage in the middle of the escape room? So not only did we have to figure out the code to the doors to get out of the room, we also had to figure out the code to get her out of the cage. Or was it more anxiety provoking that the employees were watching us on the screen and the timer was ticking down? Or honestly, looking back, I think probably the most anxiety provoking thing was my own self-doubt. Back then, I didn't know much about anything that I know now. My strengths, my vulnerabilities, my personality, people dynamics, projecting, stress behaviors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when I look back on the experience, I cringe because I walked into the experience blind to myself and I walked out, I don't know, very unsure. Looking at the strengths list of my friends, they are more the doers and the energizers of our group. So in an escape room setting, I felt they were all on, right? The doers are trying to get everything done. And the energizers was really energizing our group to get everything done. Like, even if they didn't know what they were doing, they at least looked the part. Going through papers and boxes, yelling out instructions, probably even shouting at each other from time to time. No, this one. No, you have to. No, time is running out. And while I don't remember all of it, what I remember of myself, I was dying inside to be out of the room. <laughs> the loss of control was felt immediately. But the rising tension and stress levels in the room from everybody else, I could feel it. Like, I didn't realize how much empathy was one of my strengths. And the feeling wasn't motivating me to get into action. Like, other people's stress doesn't make me want to get things done. It was feeling overwhelming and causing a fight or a freeze response in me. I don't think I found my own problem to solve in the room. I think I tried supporting whoever was working on something else. Or maybe even I was trying to decide who had the problem I was best suited to help with. You know, thinking back on it now, I don't remember if we actually unlocked the door on time. I don't know. I think we did. That just goes to show you how much I did not enjoy it. I can't even remember if we won the game or not. <laughs> But like that dating suggestion, it did teach me a lot about myself at that time and my dynamic in this particular group. And if I really thought about it, it taught me some things about my friends too. I would like to be better though. Being available to myself and to others in high stress situations. I have been using the word disassociate a lot on this show, but really I think the word I need to be using instead is detachment. I don't leave my body per se, like disassociation. 
but I detach from the experience, a form of self-preservation. I left not enjoying how I felt during the experience, but also not feeling like I contributed a whole lot. I don't know, maybe I did and I'm being harder on myself than I need to be because, well, I'm heady. But I do hope that years later, I have a better rate of contribution to my groups. I mean, not that I would do an escape room again willingly to find out, but in general, I don't have to like high stress situations to be better in them. You might be thinking, Jennifer, who would like high stress situations? Which then I would reply back, actually quite a number of people probably prefer high stress situations. There are personality types, even strengths who actually probably find themselves drawn to in thriving in high stressful situations, whether it's in office or government leadership roles or public service safety roles or sports or military service. I respect it. I am thankful for them. We should all be. I'm just saying it's not me. <laughs> I'm such not a high stress person. Even watching sports sometimes makes my heart flutter. <laughs> That's okay. I'm a comforter, a nurturer, a healer even. I like who I am. I just need to use that same power and energy when I'm trapped in a room with others trying to escape. I hope if I'm ever in a cage, I can MacGyver my way out. I mean, I also hope more that it's never a real life dilemma, but you know what I mean. Basically, I know I have a soft heart. Back then in the room, I didn't know that, but I felt it, even in a fake low stakes environment. It's not bad or wrong, and maybe it's why I'm attracted to people who are opposite than me. A complementary relationship creating balance in stressful situations. Oh, there it is. I knew if I kept talking, I would get an answer to who I am in the group. I am a balance. A sometimes too quiet, sometimes talks too much, sometimes giggling in the corner, and sometimes comforting presence. I am the balance. And you know what? I love that. So yeah, that's what I wish I knew earlier. In any group, you bring something that's needed. Don't doubt it. And hopefully, now you know it sooner. Well, that's it for our episode today. Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to follow. And if you haven't already, find me on Instagram or SpeakPipe at HeadyGirlPod to say hi send in a question, or share something you wish you knew earlier. Until next time, I hope you find many moments to breathe deep and take up space. Bye.